This podcast is brought to you by iCoreStudios.co.uk. iCore Studios is a media-focused social site providing exclusive games, webcomics and podcasts. Head on over to iCore-Studios.co.uk to find out more. Welcome back to Today I Despair. My name's Josh Reaver. It's finally episode 9. After a month-long hiatus, but here we are, back at it again, with another fucking dating story. Quick disclaimer, although I said another fucking dating story, no actual fucking was done on the date. Sorry to all the perverts out there wanting to hear about my sack slapping against someone's chin. If you did ever want to hear that, me and your mum have a sex tape. But I made you wonder, didn't I? I made you think that maybe the ass in assault was there because I got lucky. That I got some. Had a girl make my dick sick. Bit of cum in her bum. Well, sadly no, I'm afraid not. And to be quite honest, I think that had I done the deed, I might have thrown up before it had even begun. And it would definitely have been considered one of my top 10 regrets. But I didn't, so who cares? Not me, and hopefully not you because why should you care about whether or not I have regrets? Specifically, regrets about fucking this girl in particular, or any girl for that matter. Get a fucking life, mate. (laughs) That's what you need to do. I'm talking about 2015 again. Definitely a busy year for me, apparently. In fact, my 2015 in a nutshell is summed up by the following things. A terrible job and abandoning my trade. Doing manual labour as a stopgap and hating it devastating heartbreak, rejection, bad dates, terrible sex, a new job, lots of drugs, and just generally having a bad time. Pretty exciting. In order to experience at least one of those things though, I was screwing around on Plenty of Fish or OkCupid or something and came across a girl. Again, not literally, you cretins. And thought, yeah, may as well, a match is a match. Turns out, She lived in Horsham, which was a fair distance away and involved me going into London and going back out again because there was no direct travel link. What should be a one-hour journey became a three-hour one. Guess that's a bad reason to learn to drive, which even seven years later I still haven't gotten round to doing, so I clearly didn't care that much, nor do I now. Though I would like the convenience of being able to go wherever at any time of day with minimal interaction with the public. Hmm, might pick up lessons again getting a little off track which actually quite funny because I was both diverging from important details of the story as well as pondering learning to drive again meaning no more trains no more tracks getting off track get it do you get it yeah you get it (laughs) you get it yeah fucking layers mate more layers than a one layer dip because it only has two layers but that still counts hmm A nice erratic episode this week, it seems. But just as quickly as I started chatting shit, I go back to talking about how I was pretty bored, and it was like the 29th of December. So if I was going to get a one-night stand, it was now. And she expressed an interest in it. That sounds super formal. What I mean is that she was DTF. And for any of you non-kids out there, that means down to fuck. I was looking to have relations with this girl, is what I'm trying to say. Let's talk about the flaws that I was aware of. She wasn't ugly, 
and her pictures didn't make her look like she had any physical affliction. And she was an average weight, which was all good, but one of the things that really stood out about her in a negative way was that she would mention the word anarchy every other sentence. It was bizarre. But I'm only slightly exaggerating here. She'd talk about how she needs to get the anarchy A symbol tattooed in at least seven places on her body to represent her seven chakras. Before you roll your eyes at me for ignoring these red flags, please understand that I wanted to smash. The majority of the conversation we had before we met up was her talking about anarchy and not in any meaningful way. She'd have said the word a lot or would say, because I'm an anarchist. I truly don't believe she knew what it meant. Oh, yeah, I don't cut the crusts off my sandwiches because I'm an anarchist. I'm not even joking, that's the kind of shit that she would say. As you can imagine, talking to her was a bit of a chore, but thankfully, it was only a couple of hours worth of messaging before heading to Horsham the next day to actually meet up. The plan was to meet at midday, and I got there at midday, and she was nowhere to be seen, so I immediately thought, oh, for fuck's sake, this is another time where I got stood up. Except this time, I'm fucking miles away from home. And I was waiting at the station for a solid hour before she eventually appeared, as she was running late, but I wasn't overly fussed this time, because, worst case, I was just going to have a wander and explore the area, and then head home. So in my mind, the fact she turned up was a plus, but wasn't something that made me feel overly relieved because I had no investment in this whatsoever. She blamed being late on her being 4 foot 11 and her being a slow walker because of her height. Keep that in your mind for now. Remember this. She was quite far away when I saw her getting off the bus and I only assumed it was her because she was the only person getting off the bus. But part of me thought I was still being stood up because the person I could see in the distance seemed like she was walking a bit funny. And then she got a bit closer and I saw she was maybe bent over a little bit, and then she was stood in front of me, and it turns out she had a massive hunchback. She was 4 foot 11 because she'd lost 6 inches in purely bad posture. The thing that got me though was her pelvis. It's like she had the wrong legs. I can't describe it, but they were too far apart. Some people have a thigh gap. Most people fake a thigh gap. This person though, she had a thigh chasm, the space between her legs was as wide as one of her legs. So does that mean she has a super wide set vagina or does it mean that she's got two massive fleshy spaces either side of a normal vagina? These were the questions I was asking myself as she sort of waddled over. She had a very thick South African accent, so it was, it was also a bit hard to understand what she was saying, but what I did definitely hear was, do you want to go grab something at KFC? And so I said yes, because I wanted to move a little bit as I'd been stood for over an hour with nothing to do. Change of scenery would be nice. As we walked, we started talking and she told me what she wanted to do. As expected, she said, go for a bit of a walk after food and then head to hers. She told me how obsessed with Call of Duty she was and that she wanted to play zombies while she rode my dick. I definitely did not want to do this. I still don't want to do this. I'm not very good at FPS games at the best of times, never mind when I'm having sex with Quasimodo. I awkwardly laughed along as we carried on walking, and then I heard her say, well, my parents are going to be home, so you'll have to meet them. Oh, and you'll have to be my boyfriend. I don't just fuck anyone. Now these, these were the red flags that made me want to leave 
and run away. And then we turn a corner as I'm looking for an escape strategy. We arrive at KFC. Remember how she said she was into anarchy? Well, she lives with her parents and they pay her rent and she refuses to get a job and claims unemployment benefits. That's not anarchy. That's just being a shitty person. How can I get away exactly? Who knows, man? I just know I want to get the fuck out of here and go home. I want to lay in my bed and eat some chocolate or something from Christmas and maybe have a wank if I'm feeling frisky. Also, not to be snobby, but this was also one of the KFCs that hadn't been modernized. So I knew I was in an absolute shithole of a town too, which only added to me not wanting to be there. You know the kind I'm talking about? Like The color scheme was like beige, gray, old ballet slipper pink, and an off-gray blue sort of color. The floors were tiled like a swimming pool, and overall, it was just a sad place to be. She asked what I was getting, and I said, oh, no, no, no. I couldn't possibly. I had a big lunch. Because that's my go-to phrase to avoid something. Drugs, alcohol, food, going out. It applies to every activity you can think of. Trust me, it works. I leave her at the counter and go sit at a table, trying to think of a way out, but in the three minutes it took them to serve her, I came up with nothing except standing up and running away, which I definitely couldn't do while she was looking at me, so that one's not happening. She grabs her boneless banquet and meets me at the table, and then I see it, something that churns my stomach to this day and makes me wretch just mentioning. It was this gigantic raised mole on her arm. Exaggerating again, you might think, but no, man, not at all. You're thinking it's about the size of a 2p coin, about an inch across or so, but no, 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 no. No. Nope. It was like two inches across by three inches and about a centimeter raised off her forearm. And good God, I can see it in my mind right now. It had more hair than a person's head. It was like a lawn of human hair. I can see that disgusting blemish as if it were tattooed directly on my goddamn retina. Thank Christ that I chose not to eat because after that I physically wouldn't have been able to. It was just... Josh, you're so shallow. Why should the way someone looks matter? Firstly, fuck you. I'm not shallow. I just cannot deal with something that disgusting and I'm here for no strings attached banging. So that all that matters in this situation is the way someone looks. I have my limits. And secondly, why the fuck wouldn't you get something like that removed? God, it's just... That was the thing that did it. That was the thing that made me want to get out. It wasn't her Quasimodo back or her telling me I was going to be her boyfriend before I fucked her. Nope, it was that disgusting growth that haunts my days as an intrusive thought that pops up every so often, and I hate her for exposing me to that thing. Back to this anarchy thing, too. She said she doesn't just fuck anyone. They have to be her boyfriend. I'm seeing through her veil of shit. Also, she specifically expressed the desire for a one-night stand during our texting. But in person, no, no. It's, you must commit before you get anything. I'm not here for that. I didn't come here because I want a relationship or a commitment. Which, you know, we made it very clear the day before in our conversation and she agreed that that's what this was. I don't understand. Anyways, she finishes her food 
and we walk into town and I'm still racking my brain for a reason to leave. I can't exactly lie about my brother being hit by a car again, so I'll have to think of something else because it's too awkward to say, yeah, I want to leave. Especially as she continues to talk about us being an item and her parents meeting me. I feel fully out of options that won't make me super uncomfortable or have to have a confrontation. Once we get into town though, we bump into her younger sister, who was literally a clone except thin and a bit taller, but had the exact same posture. I did the polite thing and said hello to her and her boyfriend, who was a very skinny, ill-looking emo boy, and they both looked at me like it was offensive that I said hello to them, like I had somehow wronged them for addressing their existence. The girl I was with told her sister quite loudly that she's taking her boyfriend back to the house and will be using their room and doesn't want to be disturbed unless it's for a good reason, like they want to use the room to fuck too. They can just use a different sides of the bed. At this point, am I supposed to be happy or sickened? You'd think happy, but no, no, definitely sickened. I, I hadn't wanted to go home more than I did right now. Who else shares a bed with you guys? Why do you want to fuck dudes while laying next to each other? By this point, I know what I want to do, how I want to escape and how I'm going to do it. After walking around for a bit longer, she asked to go into a super drug, and that's when I see my opening. I need to pop to the toilets real quick, I'll be right back. But ho ho ho, I shan't be right back. At all. Because instead, I'm going to go out of fire exit when she's not looking, and then sprint away. But as if that wasn't enough, I continued running for 10 minutes, because I needed to create enough distance that she wouldn't be able to see me from far away. Problem is, once I stopped running, I'm by a cemetery and a field and have no clue where I am. Thankfully, I've got my phone with me. But oh no, what's this? Ah, yep. Terrible. I've no data signal. So basically, I'm fucked. I don't know where I am. And to top it off, I have a threatening voicemail. I've told my dad and my uncle and they're on their way to the station. You shouldn't have left. She then texted me separately to say, Thanks for doing what everyone else does to me. Well, I'm not letting you get away with it. Realistically, it seems a little bit like had I gone to the house, I could have been chopped up and eaten. So all in all, good result not dying and whatnot. But the threats are a bit of an oof situation because I would quite like to go to the station and go home. My issue at the moment, however, is that I don't know where I am, though. There's no road signs and I can't use Google Maps because I've no signal. So as soon as I see a woman walking her dog, I ask her how to get to the station. And thankfully, her directions meant I only walked a mile the wrong way before another woman told me the dog walker fucked up and proceeded to give me the proper directions. So to that first lady with the dog, I say, fuck you. If you don't know the directions, don't guess. Don't give me the wrong fucking fuck you. Because of the dodgy route I went, I ended up in a housing estate and could see the station through some metal fencing. And what was genuinely surprising was seeing her stood there by the station next to a van with two middle-aged guys, her sister and her sister's sad sack of a boyfriend. Don't fancy my odds against that situation. Not to mention that one of the middle-aged guys had a bat and the other had what looked like a crowbar. Chickens coming home to roost? Nah. I can wait this one out for sure, 
They probably don't think I can hide for hours, but oh boy, I'll prove them wrong if I have to. I plonk myself down on some steps and try my best to use the internet with the flightiest single bar of signal possible. This lasts around 15 minutes before my battery's at 20% and I put it away and just sit doing nothing. I sat there for at the very least 90 minutes and 20 minutes into that, it started pissing it down. So not only was I stuck in that hellhole, but I was also soaking wet with nothing to do. These people stayed standing there all that time. They also got wet, which, which is strange, but the fact that they just stood there like mannequins the entire time waiting for me, did they think I was going to suddenly show up? At what point do you say, well, he isn't showing up? Apparently, after at least an hour and a half of waiting. After they drove off, I stayed waiting for 10 more minutes just in case. And as I finally walked onto the train platform, my train pulls in, a train that was scheduled for once every two hours. So I'd say that was pretty fucking lucky. This all taught me a few good lessons though. Number one, don't travel super far on public transport over the holidays for someone you know next to nothing about or what they truly look like. Sounds shallow, but a one night stand isn't exactly based on a strong and meaningful emotional connection. Number two is to be in familiar surroundings. I had no fucking clue where I was or where I was going, and had they seen me out and about trying to get to the station, I'd have been screwed. Never agree to go to them or their house. You have no idea what fuckery is waiting for you. You have to have as much control of the situation as possible. This has been Today I Despair, a podcast that with every episode makes me question my life choices. Episode 10 is about eating someone else's food and being judged for the next 10 years for doing it. And the reason why isn't what you think it would be. As always, if you have any suggestions, please submit them at icall-studios.co.uk and be featured on the podcast. We're always looking for new creators to partner with, so whether or not you want to get into making comics, games and podcasts, or you have any existing projects you want to talk to us about, please get in touch. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram and sign up to the icor-studios.co.uk site to be kept up to date on new content releases. Have a great day and I'll catch you next time.